Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with... Wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. It'll bring up a second down and 10 for the Rams at the Patriot 39-yard line. Second down and 10. St. Louis, ball in the near hash. Trying to go left to right. 4.45 in the clock running. Patch lead 17 to 10. Far side left is Bruce. Near side right is Hope. Robinson is in the left slot. In motion, right to left goes Conwell. Falk, the lone running back. Warner back to throw. Stands in the pocket, now being rushed. Now he gets away, back to midfield. Now he's still being chased. He's hit. He's sacked. Back at the 45-yard line. Four the Patriots rush. were relentless on that one. Four-man rush, and they were able to put that kind of pressure on him. Big, big, big play. Willie McGinnis made the tackle. Back at the St. Louis 45-yard line. Third sack of the game. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yeah, there he is, number 55, a legend for the Cleveland Browns, also toiled for the New England Patriots. And, you know, I've said it about James Jones before, um, but Willie McGinnis might be the OG in this regard for smelling good all the time. And in fact, he told me once a number of years ago, you know, it's a nice thing to do for your colleagues, for your coworkers, is to always keep yourself, uh, give yourself a little Fresh. spritz of cologne yeah. and nice. Because yeah, it makes a nice impression. And now he's seated to my immediate left. And uh, as you would suspect, he smells just divine. It is the aforementioned <laughs> Willie McGinnis. What's happening, fella? I'm just chilling, man. Freshly, yeah. Uh, off a little combine run. Yeah. Being able to evaluate the the young new talent coming into the league and being able to rub elbows with the coaches and gyms and just talk football. It's probably it's probably like that week is one of the best weeks in football. It is in the sense that um, <clears throat> I, what, what was striking to me was the season that uh, right after the Super Bowl. Um, in Indy where the Giants beat the Patriots two weeks later, you're right back out in Indy and you're, and you realize, Oh, the Super Bowl, that's amateur hours. This is where <laughs> this, this is where the pros are gathered. This yeah. is where there's Everybody's not always there. Yeah. There's no riffraff. I remember sitting at a, at a, in a bar next to Bill Belichick 
and um, Mike Lombardi and yep. Belichick's son before he was a coach, Steven. and they were just sitting there, yeah, yep. just, just just having a beer, and I was like, wow, there's Bill Belichick acting like a like, like a guy guy. would, yeah, having yeah. a beer. Um, anywho, hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Let's get into it here, a little Willie. Post combine pre-free agency and draft. There's a lot to kibitz about, and wouldn't you know it, the face of the 21st century NFL, Tom Brady, is in the news still. Yes, Just basically the way the, the millennium started here. <laughs> and, you know, I've said a lot, Willie, that I keep tweeting it out. I don't know if you ever noticed that I keep tweeting out the last time uh, we kibitzed about Brady because I think it is, it remains, for all the speculation that's happened, it was exactly three months ago today at the time of this recording that you gave your insights and you shot down my idea. Oh, Brady should go to the chargers. It makes all the sense. And you shot it down and then made a case for what, why Brady goes back to the Patriots. Did I? Yeah, you did. Did I say it was a possibility? Well, you, you laid out an interesting scenario. About his son being on the East coast and Giselle not liking the West coast. That, and also from a football, uh, from a roster building standpoint, you said that it makes sense for Brady to try and see, not seize control, but to say, let me have some say in what this offense needs and in, in, in what pieces specifically right. we need. In New England. In New England. Well, I think that happened. I yeah. Mean, just, just remember, let's just backtrack. So before the season, we talked about that, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, he had Antonio Brown, right? A guy who played for the Steelers, who you know really well. Um, he had Josh Gordon. He had Edelman. He had probably one of the best offenses in the league at the time. That so, is funny. So everything I've forgotten was great. about. I've, I really forgot have about kind of that, forgotten right? about yeah. Josh Gordon and yeah, AB. So both, right. Okay. And then you had all your running backs. Right, yeah. So everybody was like, wow, this is okay. Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl right away when that happened. Mm-hmm. Belichick had took over the defense. So the defense was the number one defense. So now you've got a balanced team on both sides of the ball. Well, um, the debacle, everything happened with A.B., and Josh Gordon gets traded or sent away, probably because they knew what was coming mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. the pipe. Now you don't have two of the best players on your offensive side of the ball, so now this offense is struggling mightily. The receivers can't get on the same page. They're putting the kill Harry on IR. He's gone for nine weeks, eight weeks. Now it's a disaster. Now everybody's saying, Brady doesn't have any weapons. Like, what's going on here? They didn't give him what he what he needed. Well, they did. They did. Well, they, everybody, they, Brady was one of those guys. Right. It seemed they, like. They had, they had everything. And if they could have kept that together. and those, Either one. If either one of those guys, you had plan you had a, a, B. You had a right. shot. Just either one. So a lot of things broke down over the course of the season. And the end result was 12-4, and four, losing the first round to the to the Titans. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and by the way, as I keep reminding and, you know, obviously I like a dynasty. I also like a dot, di- but the reason I like a dynasty is because it gives you the yardstick. It gives you something to shoot for. As I have said, ad nauseum now, um, Star Wars would stink without Darth Vader. Well, the Patriots have emerged as the NFL's Darth Vader because of all their winning. Right. Um, and so I wonder now with, uh, if people have kind of are, are trying to talk it into being that the Patriots, like you say, they went 12 and four, you know, they don't lose that game to the dolphins in Foxborough. Number two C with a buy. I mean, by the way, I think that that, what that sets up is 
either the Patriots or Chiefs in um, Baltimore for the AFC title game. Well, Baltimore got knocked off by Tennessee. But they wouldn't have gotten knocked off in that. Well, yeah, because they would have had to play. They would have played the Texans, yeah. and they would have whipped the Texans, I no, think. No, we never know. People we don't said know. that about Tennessee and going into Foxborough. Uh, into, okay, Tennessee going into Baltimore. Who picked Tennessee? Did you? I didn't, but I but I, I did uh, say I spaghetti. Back me up. Did I at least say that my, there's something about Mike Vrabel's way that somehow is going to? You called it. I didn't. No, I didn't call it. Okay. Will. I just want to know. I want to know. I want to know. You should be rich. You shouldn't even be here right now if you called that one. You know what I did call was the Niners uh, winning that division. So that was a good call. I was nobody good. else had that one. That was a good call. I also had the Titans get into the playoffs if Ryan Tannehill. And that was a over. close call. That went between one game. Like, that could have flipped. The, the 49ers could have easily been a 6 seed, too. Yeah, but I threw my juju in that direction. You <laughs> see how it all worked out. Speaking of that, so let's start there with this Brady stuff. Do you have any insights on it? Any updates? Have you talked to the guy? No, I, I mean, that that's my brother. Of course we talk. I try to stay away from, hey, where are you going? I try not to, you know, we talk about family and other things. I will say there's possibilities. And I, and I know the Chargers are one of those possibilities. Mm. Um, just because they offer what, you know, what you would want as a veteran guy, um, saying if you want to play two or three more years in the NFL at the quarterback position, you need, you need, you need, things around you. You need protection. I think they could get a little bit better at that, but weapons, a running game, defense, guys on the personnel. You like you need those things because you're not going somewhere to try to build, right? You're going somewhere to try to win right. now. That makes sense. So the teams that and I'm just speculating that I would throw into the mix are the teams I, I think the Patriots get the first shot at it. Just out of respect, out of the relationship, you know, with, with Tom and Belichick and, and, and ownership, the Kraft family. I think the first conversation should start in Foxborough. Okay, well, let's talk about the Patriots to begin with, because I do think that that kind of nullifies everything that would uh, potentially happen after that. Is it? Is there somebody out there? Are there guys out there that make sense for? That's the quick fix for the Patriots to make them from. By the way, again, twelve and four team almost was thirteen and three, almost had a buy again, and who knows where the postseason goes if all that if all that comes to be. Yeah. So it's not like they're miles away from being a super being back in the Super Bowl in eleven months from now. But it, to make that happen. What piece or two does that offense need that? Is there a name specifically that's – I mean, because I could have been saying Hunter Henry, but it's clear that they're going to tag him now. Yeah, and, in, that, and that makes sense. You would have to match that or do something to get him over. So I think the tight end position is extremely important for the short to intermediate passing routes that, you know, that exist within that offense with Josh McDaniels. I think of receiver. Um, when you look at it, Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent. He's a guy who thought about going to New England. I know that because I talked to him before. Um if there was interest, of course, Tom Brady, heck yeah, I would go and play mm -hmm. with Tom Brady. Um, also draft. This is one of the deepest drafts at the receiver position. You can go get a receiver, a big body receiver with speed that runs routes. Um, now, we, we we also know they have the running backs, but I think those two positions um, could, could – My could, guess could is, obviously, around. you know better than I, um, <clears throat> it, but it seems to me like – the way the Patriots like to do things with McDaniels and Brady is it's going, it takes some time to ramp up to that. You don't just walk in there as a, I'm a super talented pass catcher. Ergo, I'm going to thrive with the goat. It takes a while because it's, well, I say that it's because, a lot of choice well, you, by the receiver, right? Well, I mean, specifically. Well, it, it's, it's game plan specific, you know, and depending it's, you know, they, they throw the, they, 
the passing game, depending on who they're playing against, changes, I would say. But over over the last few years, it's what, short to intermediate? So, okay, you drafted in to kill Harry last year. He'll He'll be a little further ahead this year in understanding the concepts, the playbook, and all that. So you got him. You got Edelman. Healthier, healthier presumably. Health, and you got the backs. Tight end, get another receiver, okay, if, if if that's what you're looking for. Maybe in free agency, then you go get a receiver in the second round or something like that, whatever whatever the case may be. But I think as far as Tom, um, he deserves – to have those resources around them to go out. I'm, I'm surprised legitimately because when we talked about this a few months ago, it is weird because, you know, you always would hear about Jordan having sign off on, on roster moves with the Bulls and there are various examples of that. It's weird that Tom Brady isn't more intimately involved. We don't know that. We don't know the conversations they have. I thought that was the, the book is that he stays sure. out of that stuff. I'm, I'm not sure. I think I think he's earned the right to I agree have with you an about opinion that. on the guys and what kind of guy fits best with what they're trying to do. I think him, Josh, Belichick, you know, I don't – we, we know Belichick runs the show, football operations and all that, of course. There's no question about it, but I think – why wouldn't you go to a guy like that and be like, hey, what do you think about this mm-hmm. kid? I, I re- <clears throat> Exactly. Well, a lot of the reason I thought that Brady was going to leave was because I assumed Josh McDaniels was going to take a coaching gig. But now he stays. Yeah, he stays. And so he's waiting out Belichick? Is that is that a fair know. assumption? I don't know. I'm, I don't think in, anybody's going to push Belichick out or rush yeah. him to retire. I think he's too great of a coach to even talk about that. I think when he's ready, he will. Um and Josh is comfortable there. His family's comfortable there. He got a new deal a couple of, a year ago, I believe. And um, I think the dynamic works great. And it has to be a perfect situation. It's hard to leave New England and go find the way that is structured and have that same, um, those same resources, that same power, the same um, influence on what you want to do as a head coach in another place. Mm-hmm. And you got to make sure it's everything's right from top to bottom. So I think when Josh – this next time around, you remember he did it before when he mm-hmm. went to Denver. He understands it a little bit more and understands what he will need um, to go and do that. And if it's not right, why why mess up what you have there? Well, that you know, I've come I've come kind of full circle. I'm not going to be. <clears throat> I mean, Tampa Bay is interesting, and Tennessee is interesting, and um, the Chargers are interesting. But ultimately, you know, David Carr. Um, was in here a little while ago, and we were talking about it, and he said, practically, Tom Brady is 43. Obviously, he's a family guy, loves those kids, and and um, has a reason to, to love his lifestyle. Why would he want to disrupt that at this age? Because with the Patriots, the premise is, maybe I'll show up at OTAs for a day or two in the offseason. You go anywhere else, it's going to be hard to do that because even if it's Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, he's going to have to develop chemistry and it's going to take a lot more reps between now and September, right? Yeah, no problem with that. He doesn't. When it comes to football and it's time to go to work and and doing what he needs to do, his family has, everybody's family sacrifice. You know, you sacrifice that time with your family and friends and all that when it's time to go to work. And I think that... Um, knowing it's uh, only for a couple more years, the family will probably be okay with that to develop that chemistry if that's something you have to do. He does that anyway. He does that in the offseason with the receivers that are there that's been with him forever anyway in Montana. So Mm. that's not something he's not used to doing. Wherever he goes, those receivers are going to be right where he is, and they're going to throw, and they're going to be on the same page, and they're going to work. So whether it's in New England, Tennessee, um, L.A., wherever, wherever, Wherever else in the universe people want to put Tom Brady, 
those receivers will be with him throwing and working in the offseason. No question about that. See, it is a fun like bit of this is kind of like fantasy football. It's not not since Peyton Manning was a free agent. Is it fun to play the game of where should this Hall of Fame QB go and where might uh, he win a, a Lombardi? And as far as that goes, our mutual pal Maurice Jones drew said when the Jaguars when, when it became clear he wasn't going back to the Jaguars in the twilight of his career. Yep. He says that his first call to his agent was, get me on the Colts because I want to play that team twice. <laughs> Obviously, he goes to the Raiders instead. Um, then there was the Peyton Manning thing, like, I don't want to go to the NFC because I don't want to have to go up against Eli. My brother. So those are two kinds of trains of thought. Which is Tom Brady? Because that will help to inform as we try to read these tea leaves. Is Tom Brady the sort of guy who's like, I want to play Belichick. Get me in the East. The East doesn't have a, a a good landing spot for him, but you could drop him in the AFC. He, you could drop him in the NFC in the AFC West. As a matter of fact, you could make a case for the Raiders. You could make a case for the Chargers. Not Kansas City. I don't think the Raiders. I, the Raiders don't make sense to me. I don't really get that one. But what, what, where people keep coming up with that one? I don't either. But but the Chargers <clears throat> do make sense. So is he, is Tom Brady wired? In, in a way that's that's like, you know what? I don't want to do that to Belichick and Kraft and, and, and do that. I'll, I'll see him in the Super Bowl if I see him. But I don't want to have to go against them in the postseason. Or is he built like, oh, give him to me. I, wa- I, I want to be right there. I want them seeing me, my team in the standings. I want to see him in the seedings of the AFC in 2020. I would say Tom Brady is a warrior. And when it comes to competing, um, wherever you are on the other side, you know, of the table or of the field, of the ball, it, it really doesn't matter. And I think that's true for all of us. Um, I left and went to Cleveland and played New England. And I, I heard wait. about that. I couldn't wait. We didn't win, but I couldn't wait to go out there and, and, and play. I just think if you're a warrior and you're competitive, it doesn't really matter what happens. Um, there's that you know, camaraderie and football and family side, and then there's that business side too. And you hate to have to address that business side when it comes up because there's a lot of personal, you know, things that are attached to that, like, you know, the the reputation you build in a certain city, the fan base, your brothers you've worked with, the staff you've worked with forever, whether it's coaches, whether it's ownership, um, whether it's people in the locker room, like your own special equipment guys, whatever the case may be. And when you have to leave all that, that's the tough decision to make. That's mm-hmm. the thing as you think about, um, you know, his family's on the East Coast, New York area. So his son, Jack, is there. So that's really, really important. Family is really, really important to Tom. Like, we're family, like with me and all the guys that we played against, that, I mean, played with, that was an important part of us, why we were so tight, because family was tight. And we, uh-huh. we didn't see each other as teammates we saw each other as family. So I think there's a lot of important factors when you talk about moving and leaving and going to the West Coast or going here. Like you have to factor in outside of just X's and O's when it comes to a guy like Tom. It's it's interesting. And it's a point that is it, you, you really shouldn't ignore, because that's one thing I've learned over the past decade is that. It is a business like any other, and in a business like any other, you develop relationships yeah. and people who you're comfortable with, people who you who you vibed with, and all that sort of thing. So, how close exactly was Tom Brady to Mike Vrabel? 
They were, we're all close. He was close to You were pally? Yeah. He likes Mike Vrabel? Yeah. Mike, Mike Vrabel likes him? Of course. Yeah, they're good friends? Yes. I mean, that's an interesting idea. I mean, it could be. It's, it's a, a nice possibility. Idea. They got a they got a pretty good offensive line. Yep. Right? Yep. Got really nice young pass catchers. Yep. I mean, you know. Running game. Don't forget that. That's important. Number one runner. Good running in, game. Number one rush, you know, guy in the league. You forgot about that. And, no, I didn't forget about good it. Good defense. Yeah. No, I didn't forget about any of that. It's a possibility. Yeah. Like everybody's speculating, but it's a possibility. I, there's a lot of teams that we're not even talking about that's probably called his agent. Like we don't know. Those are the ones we that, can boil it down. Those are though. the those are the ones that we're just you know, jumping off the paper and everybody's talking about. But like I said, um, <clears throat> it's 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 something that he's never experienced before, like a lot of us that played there. And it, it just, there's a lot of things that run through your head. I Listen, things like this legitimate. I think fans love this kind of thing, but I think some players at least care about the idea of like, I want to play the whole my whole career in this uniform. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to end it like you know, the images that still pop up before we were alive of Johnny Unitas and, and, and Joe Namath. Well, maybe I was alive for some of those. You were alive for some of them. I'm trying to think. Montana, yeah, like the, the guys that you like, ah. It's weird, yeah. Even when Peyton left at first, everybody's like, ah. It looks li- weird in that uniform. He's living until they start doing really well, and you're like, okay. You know, but it's, we'll see. Like, I, selfishly, I would like to see him retire a Patriot. Mm-hmm. Um and and finishes on some level i would too legitimately i just think it look i i think those weird last couple michael jordan is i i guess probably is the the number one example of man what what happened why'd you wear that turquoise uniform nobody brings that up though when it comes to jordan you always see him in his bull stuff well here's the thing and i i think that you and i have yeah well in fact we did go unless you're not good see if you go somewhere and you're not good it's different if you go somewhere and you're good and the team's good, then that's that's a different conversation. Yeah, but like we talked about the last if time. Jordan, you were if in. Jordan went to that other team and was scoring 45 points a game and they were in the playoffs and winning, we wouldn't have that those. It talks. doesn't make it right, Willie. And that's I didn't say that's it what, did. I just said it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have fizzled out the way it did. No, I agree, but it was uh, to me there was no dignity in Brett Favre. If, in Vikings fans I, I, buying yeah, that man. shirt, I mean, to buy the that Jets? jersey, you went to the Jets too. They were, they were both wrong, but I, within the division, hey, I'm just that saying, was man. gross. Business, all right, business now, but also relationships. Here's another one that I was thinking about last week. Okay, would Tom, based on his relationship, are all these would, questions on? Uh, I, about time? I'm just I'm just We could talk about whatever you no, want. No, I was really just wondering. I didn't know this was a time. This a is time interesting. Topic. It's interesting stuff. Okay. But I'll tell you one thing I don't want. Speaking <laughs> of dignity, there it was put out there a month or two ago. Like, you know what? If Roethlisberger can't come back, Tom Brady for the Steelers. I don't want that. You can let Tom know that I think that too. I, I don't want that. I think you just did. I don't want you know what? I'd rather go I'd rather go two and fourteen. Ooh, good old line. I'd rat I don't let don't play that game. Though. I'm not interested. I'd rather go two and fourteen than than win a Super Bowl with Brady. Hey, it, it wouldn't be right. It would just be another Super Bowl. No, it Brady. wouldn't. It would uh, to me. It wouldn't count. It would asterisk. Put you guys over the hump. Listen, I, I don't want it. I'm not a Vikings fan. Okay. I, I I I'm not that desperate that I would uh, that I would root right. for the arch rival who who tormented me for 15, 20 years. Got it. Now, he is a 49ers fan. Grew up that. Yep. Loved Montana. I asked Tom Brady once, as a matter of fact, you have to win one game. 
all the marbles, you know, fate of the planet hangs in the balance. Who do you want under center for that game? Joe Montana or Tom Brady? He said, oh, I got to go with Joe. I don't think he meant that, though. I think he would take himself. He's a big fan. Don't you think he would take himself over he's Montana? Humble, man. I know, but he's not going to, he wouldn't say it, but deep down, you know what he thinks, right? Tom is always going to bet on Tom. Yeah, that's right. Um, would he set aside any existing relationship he has with Jimmy G? Because if you want to talk about a team that Ready he, to win right now? I mean, they win the Super Bowl. The Niners, I know it's hard to do the math on what might have happened they were over in the, the Super course Bowl, of. Right? I know. And and so it boils down Excuse to one. Me, it, that's fair. fair uh, <laughs> it, you know, completely unfair to Jimmy G, who I still consider to be a little undervalued with what he did over the course of the season. Um, but he makes one throw to Emmanuel Sanders. They win the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan surely sees that Jimmy G floats two to four balls every 60 minutes that are interceptable. And surely he sees for a rental, for a two-year rental, I could get that Lombardi if we bring 12 in. Then the only sticking point is besides living across the country, which is a, a which is a valid concern for Brady. If you do that is, are you really going to do that to Jimmy G? Because you'd have to purge Jimmy G to make that happen in so all likelihood. we're talking about a guy who the Patriots traded away. That's right. That's making a hundred and some million dollars that right. they gave made the franchise guy who played in the Super Bowl this year, benching him for two years. So whatever he's making, we're just gonna shelf that money and mm-hmm. signing right. Tom Brady who's probably gonna make thirty something million right. in, whatever the case, right. whatever that number is. About the same. It'll be about the same. And you got about seventy million bucks in quarterback money. For that one year, one guy's sitting, one guy's playing. Yeah, but you also have the Lombardi. Well, you got to win it first. Well, but they'll win it. Okay. But what about also, <clears throat> for real, this is the sort of fantasy football kind of nonsense. This that, is fantasy. You know. I know, but it but it is fun. Who would legitimately, um, our mutual pal, uh, Bill Simmons, who I know you were on his show a year or so ago, and he was a fan of yours. Um, he and I were talking about this. What I mean, who says, his, one of his favorite phrases, who, who, say, who says no? Who says no? Belichick calls up Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch, whatever, and says, Tom Brady for Jimmy G, straight up. Who says no? 43-year-old guy versus a guy who obviously Kraft on down liked. Well, I would say this. Since they tried to work something out to keep Jimmy G there, that's always a possibility if we're talking fantasy, right? <clears throat> so I think, okay, um, if the 49ers could find a guy in the draft and have Tom Brady with a solid backup, I don't think that's a loss either. I think both teams are win. Um, it's just depending on if you want to go through that whole quarterback process again with the 49ers. Like, after two years, you got to – well, not the two. Right when you get time, you got to start working on that next guy, whether it's in a draft mm-hmm. that can sit and learn or – Well, our guy Jeremiah's got uh, Justin Herbert falling all the way to the Patriots and them snagging Ooh. him at 23. Ooh. I don't know if he falls that far. I don't think he does. But it's interesting. Again, you want to play fantasy, that's a fun one. I don't know if he falls, but that would be good. And, okay, last thing about Brady, and then we'll uh, quickly uh, kibitz with you about some other stuff, um, is, um, again, you say Tom always bets on Tom. 
would Tom bet on Tom, 43-year-old Tom, in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and what is now the new yardstick? Because that's the looming thing if you think from a football perspective. He has a winning record against Patrick Mahomes. I know. But to, do you think Tom looks at it and he says, has like, a winning record I want to be in Patrick a division Mahomes. with that guy? He has a winning record against Patrick Mahomes, and he won a Super Bowl going through Patrick Mahomes. All right. That's all I'm saying. Tom's not scared of anybody. Like, Patrick Mahomes is not scared of anybody. Like, these guys are fearless. These guys are warriors. So when you say Pat, Pat Mahomes, like, he is the future. He's the guy. But when you talk Tom Brady, he's like, let me at him. Like, everybody, I'll go head-to-head with anybody. Everybody always says, "These oh, that guy's not afraid of anybody. <laughs> Are, do you come across guys like, oh, that guy's scared? You can see it in some quarterbacks. And it's not the quarterback they're playing against. It's that defense, mm-hmm. you know. But you could see it. Like, we knew certain quarterbacks we played against. We'd get one good hit. we get to talking a little bit, get that pressure coming. You could see it. Ball coming out quick. He's not even looking at the receiver. He's just getting the ball out. I'm just saying, like, there's guys out there. Watch this. Does that year. happen? Even this year. Watch some of these quarterbacks. You think it – but does that plague the younger guys? Because I think the mindset is that guy ha- gets happy feet when guys get close to him and everything, there's but he's got to work out of there's that. There's veteran guys like that, too. It's the older guys that get it's that, right? It's veteran and young guys. They get hit too many times, and they start – like, I'm 38. Ball I can't doesn't take come this. out quick. So these these defenses are sophisticated where they're going to take away – this ain't college air raid where the ball's bop, bop, mm-hmm. bop, bop, right? They're going to take away your number one option. They're going to make you pull that down. Okay, now we got to go through our progression. Or we got to tuck and run. We got to go. So usually when you take away a guy's first, first option, if he's in that type of system, he's tucking it and going. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have time or he's smaller and in the pocket, the pocket's caving in. Now it's when that pressure starts to kick in. It's not a lot of guys that are still comfortable, poised, that can sit there and be like, oh, I got to come off of him. There he is. Oh, let me come back. Let me come back here and deliver. There's not a lot of guys like that. Mm-hmm. Trust me. So after a couple times when you got guys, these, these monsters coming off the edge or up the middle, you like these, you know, these Chris Jones and Von Millers and and all these other guys coming off the edge and delivering a blow. Aaron Donalds, you, 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 you. That that sweat starts to trickle up a little bit more. I'm, trust me. I listen. I have no Veteran doubt about guys. It. You've seen it in the big games. Think about it. I'm not going to mention any guys, but you've seen it last year and the year before in the biggest games when that pressure started to hit. The biggest games, Spaghetti. What games he talking about? What just saying. We'll, we'll figure that out once you leave. We'll, do, we'll, we'll try to read the tea leaves. That ball that. starts coming off that back foot. They're just trying to get it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, that returns me now. See, now we're back in the offseason. This is the time where we should just assemble an NFL-worthy defense. I just want to see if I can drive an off an NFL offense for points. Doesn't okay. have to be a touchdown. Let's do it. Start the ball at the 40, my own 40. I think I could uh, I could drive the team, you know, 30 yards and get a field goal. You? Yeah, me. At Damn quarterback? Shit. Yeah, me at quarterback, I mean. Yeah. Are you handing the ball off every time? You got to be like, you got to have no. a Derrick Henry or something. A lot. A a Camara. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand the ball off a lot, Willie. Oh, okay. But at one point. You're going to do a flip pass? No, 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 no. no, no we don't need, Shovel? We don't need the nonsense. We don't need the gadgetry. That's selling out. That's, that's not what I'm about. No, 49ers. Big that's, G. One of their, that's one of their plays, that sweet pass, that little pie. They just dump it off to Debo Samuel. Boop. I'm old school. I don't do that newfangled jive. You I'm going gonna, gonna to look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run the ball. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to run the ball. But then my number one receiver this is the one. This is the one. I'm going to give him the signal. Then Stop and some go. play action. Bang, you know, one time I get to throw a quick hitch and he's going to take it the distance. Something like that. I got you. Um, 
Hey, uh, speaking of, uh, uh, of you, you mentioned the combine and, um, a quick question for you about that is Isaiah Simmons. You're, you're legitimately, I, I do cite you. I always say Cam Newton is the number one specimen I've ever seen, uh, as a football player. I mean, right. when you stand next to him, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the biggest dude on the field, I guess. Huge. Um, but I always cite like Willie McGinnis is a sight to behold. If you're in his company, like that's a, that is a big dude. Um, who Isaiah Simmons is a guy who is, is is sort of capable. It looks like to be the next Derwin James type. How hard is that Why to do? That? He's a linebacker because of the build. It's it's like He's that not... in between size. Do you remember David Fulcher or you too young or Steve Atwater? Those guys who are like whoa, they whoa, built whoa, like linebackers. Whoa, whoa. Atwater I, Atwater was a beast at safety, and he he does look like a linebacker. Right, he can run. I will say this. Um, but Atwater played safety in college, correct? I, you know what? I talked to him about it a couple of years ago, and I don't remember exactly what the split was. I, th- between I think the he, had, I yeah. think he had played more safety yeah. than 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 linebacker. So Isaiah, um, everybody wants to put him. I'm sa- that's what I'm asking. Is why, everybody's like, why do you do the hybrid stuff? Why, like, why, why, why would a professional evaluator ask me or ask anybody what do I do with him? I have a problem with that. Like, the number one thing you want to do with guys that can affect every single play, if he's a linebacker, why would I want to put him at safety? Now, if there's some strange defense that I want to throw people off and put him at safety for to do something, okay, that's great. I'm putting him in a box. He's a linebacker. Now, we know he can line up in the star. He can line up outside and cover. He can do all those different things. He's covering tight ends. He's covering backs. I'm not putting him against Tariq Hill. I'm not putting him against Keenan Allen. I'm not putting him against some of these receivers. He, like, it's good he did that in college. These guys are around him in the league. So it's not the same unless we're playing zone. Mm-hmm. Okay? I want him in the box. If he's that fast, then he can cover the tight ends, running backs. If they stay in the block, he can rush because we know he can rush. If they run the ball, is he a willing tackler? Does he want to come up and play – that line of scrimmage. That's the question about him. Is he physical? Does he want to play the line of scrimmage? Because if I'm playing against the 49ers, guess what? You got to play the run. If you're playing against the Ravens, you got to play the run. If you're playing against Seattle, you got to play the run. And I can go on and on and on. Tennessee, bring it. Mm-hmm. Bring your lunch. We're not going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Jimmy G, well, that's going to be Jimmy to G in the playoffs only threw the ball 26 times in two games. You got to play the run until you can stop it. So if this kid is as advertised, we know about all the coverage stuff. And we're going to use him in that, of course. But we're also going to use him to affect the pocket more than anything. Get after the quarterback. Play the run. Cover. Go out and cover. I'm not going to waste him by putting him at safety because now I can scheme against him being 20, 20, 25 yards off the ball. He doesn't affect the play every play from back there. He just doesn't. It is a different era because, yes, along with Atwater, there was also David Fulcher, who was, uh, I mean, nearly that big too. But and Atwater I, was a safety. Like, he yeah. came into the league as a safety. We didn't we didn't question, oh, should we put him at linebacker? Did he hit like a linebacker? Hell yeah. Did Ronnie Lott hit like a linebacker? Hell yeah. Did Ronnie uh, Harrison hit like a linebacker? Hell yeah. That's just, that's just one of the qualities they had. 
They hit like linebackers. So I can bring those guys in the box when we when we got covered three or something. And we know that they can play like a hybrid linebacker, like a Derwin James, mm-hmm. right? Like the Seattle Seahawks uh, chancellor. Camp chancellor, right. Like a guy like that, that we can play in a box. That's a force. So that's just one of his qualities. But these guys are safeties. So I think with him, he's a linebacker. But I won't – if I take him out of the box and put him at safety – he, like I'm not gonna take full advantage of all his, all his skills. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Um, couple more things. Uh, I mentioned Cam Newton and the the awe that he evokes in other professional football players. Um, Tyreek Hill's speed, um, Lamar Jackson's speed comes to mind. I, you know, uh, Rashawn Evans just a week ago sat here and was talking about. He's like, there's something that stands out. It's like I've seen a lot of fast guys. There's Quick. not quickness it's fast twitch what if there was one if there were four somewhere in that range is there a single physical aspect of of one guy like uh, uh, oh kyle long was just talking about aaron Rodgers' arm that when you see that thing in person for the first time you're like whoa that thing is is on a different level is there another thing is is you know darrell revis's jam anything like that that's like that one thing i've never seen anything like that uh, I think when you talk, <clears throat> depending on what position, anything, like, whatever it is, like get off, yeah, right? like a, like a defensive end or outside linebacker, like a Derek Thomas, cat quick get off, like a Von Miller, cat quick get off, inside, an Aaron Donald, like he's so explosive, those type of things. So quickness is what Willie quickness sees and ex- and explosion, like you got to have the the two together. You can be quick and soft and get and get punched up and jammed. Right. But if you're quick and you're strong and you're explosive and your hands are violent, I think those things are the intangibles that separate the greats from just the goods and the OKs. So you name a couple of different positions like for a DB. Does he have catch up speed? If you get beat off the ball, can you catch up to the guy like the Deion Sanders of the world, like those type of guys? the catch-up speed, where it doesn't really matter what happens at the line. Like, I know if the ball's in the air, I'm going to track it, track the ball, and probably come down with the ball and make a big play. You know what I mean? Or like a Luke Keekley, okay, who's recently retired, but one of the best at the game at identifying what the play is, digesting, boom, getting to the play. Like, right now, mm. he's going to read the formation, and by the time the ball gets to where it needs to be, he's there meeting the ball take, or intercepting the ball or making a big hit. Because he digests the information and processes it so fast that he's able to make those type plays. So I think those little intangibles from a defensive side of the ball um, <clears throat> make you special and separate you from other players. That's it. You know, the the one that uh, I threw out that really is the hardest to fathom for for me, and I think for a lot of fans, is that Darrell Revis. It's like he's. I mean, he was a physical specimen in, in in certain regards. But the thing more than anything else is like I would ask guys all the time, "What is? Why is Darrell Revis just a shutdown guy?" And they would just say, "Because you can't get by him." I, I, when the ball is snapped, he yeah. just manhandles you. I'm like, really? I, that just I, happens every week? I, I and there's think, just I no think, whip in him because he would just put his hands on you and just stop you. I think with him, like, first of all, he, he like, leverage. I wouldn't say he was the strongest, you know, defensive back or whatever, but he leverage, um, his footwork, his understanding of routes, um, understanding if you're in a certain position, what kind of routes you can run, what you're able to run, taking that away, his, his football IQ. And 
knowing when to jam, not over, being over aggressive, because if you be over aggressive, you can miss and get beat. Um, and being able, like, just instincts. Those are other things. Like, you just can't say, hey, I'm going to draft you and give you some instincts. Hmm. You, you can't do that. You know, certain players possess that. Ed Reed possessed that. Mm-hmm. Like, Ed Reed was one of the best. Who um, who do you think will catch more passes, um, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin from Tom Brady this I year? I know, man. That's crazy. If Tom Brady is there. You're talking about Tampa Bay? He could yeah. possibly go yeah. there, too. Tampa, St. Pete area. That's another is he gonna like? Is he going to like that pirate ship? I don't know. It's cheesy. It's cheesy, but you, you'll hear it a lot. If is Tom the of sort point. of guy that would be like, I need to see the uniforms, what these new Tampa uniforms are going to look like before I can sign here? No. I can't wear something ridiculous in my final days. I don't think so. He won't care. I would consider that. He's a handsome man. I would be like, don't diminish my looks in the twilight of my career with some ridiculous getup, you Sometimes know? Sometimes the man makes the outfit, too. You know what? That's what I struggle with. See, there are certain outfits. I've seen you dress in certain, with James Jones in particular. He wears certain things. I'm like, you look good in that, and if I wore that, people would point and laugh. But somehow you look cool. you look better. You would look better, but I'm, I'm glad you you a little humility there. I'm 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 very humble, Willie. Don't you find that to be the case? I do. All right. Um, all right, that's it. Willie McGinn. It's always a pleasure when he comes in for a visit here. It's too long. It takes too long, Willie. You know, we gotta we gotta it's make a off season. Let's I don't have to only talk about Tom Brady. It's interesting though. You got it. It's only eighty five, ninety percent of the conversation today, but it was cool. Do you want to talk about other stuff? No, I'll come back. How about that? All right, come back at at your convenience, at your leisure. <laughs> we'll we'll come back. We could maybe we get Tom. We'll we'll put him in all the outfits. You know. I thought we were going to do something else. Other than Tom. Oh, you're right. We're going to skip Tom. Right. Yeah. You're right. Anything but the next time Willie comes in, Spaghetti, that's on you. Anything but Tom Brady hey, conversation. My rundown was all full of other stuff besides Tom I, Brady. I see that. We could talk about USC. I you want to talk that. about the state of USC football? You don't want to talk show, about man. that? Thank you so much, man. Appreciate worst it. Dra- worst recruiting <laughs> class in the in the whole conference behind I mean, this or- such a great conference. Oregon State has a better recruiting yeah. class. Egad. There he goes, everybody. Number 55 from the Cleveland Browns and beyond. The great Willie McGinnis, everyone. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dave Damashek. Did he seem upset there, Spaghetti? Oh, the USC dig a little bit. I was like, that's the wrong guy to get upset. You think Willie beats me in a fight? I do too. So there you go. More yeah. more humility from Damashek. Um, what? All right. Let's read the tea leaves now here. That's the third time I've used that phrase. Too much uh, Corolla in my uh, in my ears and in my life, apparently. Uh, but uh, let's read the tea leaves here about Tom Brady. What do we think, Spaghetti? What, what do you take away from that? I think now, I don't know what to think. Well, first of all, quickly, are you uh, upset about the fact that we did a pod at least a week, if not two weeks before, the rest of the national media have picked up on this San Francisco thing that you've brought up because you see that's making waves again today i read something about that and i and i see people like to seed in their little write-ups like as i said a month ago i like to do that too to make it clear where i started it but i see no evidence of anybody having brought that up i think the first one i saw was dion and then today looks like uh, nbc sports boston uh tom curran went on uh, mad dog radio and said that uh, he believes that chatter is real so it looks like uh the third person who has uh said this but okay let's again let's break it down 
Chargers, Willie seems to think, are in play. He think, But he also said that's across the country. But if the Chargers are in play, then obviously so too are the Niners. Then the, the question becomes, what do you do about Jimmy G? You would have to purge him in some way. So then legitimately, Willie, I mean, I said it was fantasy as well, but could you really trade Jimmy G? Wouldn't that be the craziest thing? What if that happened? What if the Patriots traded back to get Jimmy G? I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy it either, but it would be the equivalent of Montana and Steve Young. I, I still don't. Well, no, it'd think. be, it'd be weirder than that, even though, because yeah, Steve Young's a Hall of Famer. Jimmy G isn't tracking to the Hall of Fame at this point. I uh, ultimately still believe that Brady is just pushing this to get the most money out of uh, out of the Patriots, and I still think that they they're not dumb. Like I don't believe this whole. There's like wor- rumors coming up that some people in the Patriots organization believe that they have to do a full rebuild. They're gonna start pawning off pieces. I don't. I understand that, like you said, they were almost a, a, a two seat away. You know, they they could they've beat good teams this this past season. It doesn't make any. I mean, sense it's literally to... it's literally can be boiled down to one play. Sure. If if you know, Gilmore knocks down a single ball thrown to to Parker in that final drive, knocks down the the one pass, then the you know the Patriots are thirteen and three in the two seed. And I'm telling you, man, I don't know what would have happened if the Patriots go to KC, but I do know that the Ravens would have beaten the Texans in Baltimore in the divisional round. And therefore, you would have had that Ravens team that I feel like needed to get over. I mean, the, it is crazy how that I, I can never get over how those single plays can completely impact the trajectory, right. not of a team, but the way an entire season then shakes out. And then what happens in the next five to 10 years because of that stuff? I mean, really, if the if the Ravens had vanquished the Chiefs, let's say, or maybe even the week before Brady gets them, what's the conversation now? I mean, obviously, it's wildly different. Jordan Love wouldn't be cre- – I mean, as a – complete wild uh, offshoot of that Jordan love is now creeping up the board because everybody sees the next Patrick Mahomes. But if Patrick Mahomes didn't come up big against the Ravens in the title game, people would be looking for Lamar Jackson. And you think Taysom Hill is hot now or was flow or at least a few weeks ago, people were talking about that. People would be at the combine and be on talking about how do we get the next Lamar Jackson? That's just a, a side note to the way we would regard Andrew Reed and Patrick Mahomes and who knows Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh might have two Lombardis and therefore be a virtual lock to make the Hall of Fame himself at this point. Fascinating stuff. So what your guess is Patriots. I think the only way he leaves the, the Patriots is if there's an, a real issue between Brady, Belichick, and Kraft. Like, there's just not a good relationship between those three guys. Besides that, I was just looking up their cap space. They have, they're going to have, like, in the 40 to 50 million uh, cap space range. I know DJ said that, that they would take uh, Justin Herbert if he slid in the draft. But if you have a pick in the early 20s, there's a ton of good receivers in this draft. Just take one of those guys to help Brady out. Like Willie said, you know, forever ago about give Tom all the pieces he could possibly need. Um, their all line will be healthy again. I know they missed some guys last year. They have a bunch of good running backs. It's like it does not make any sense for him to go to a new team to try it again when you're in an easy and a very, very winnable division, depending on what you feel about the Bills. So it does not make any sense football wise to leave that team. It's funny because you say, because Willie said Tom bets on Tom. Tom's not afraid of anybody. But again, I always talk about um, our perception of 
uh, of Tom Brady and what his legacy is. And some scoff at, oh, he, uh, he, why would he care about that? Because he's Tom, because uh, clearly he cares about how he's perceived in the history of pro football. Um, maybe, I wonder if you do the math on, like, I should get out of this division now because here come the Dolphins. They're going to be better. The Bills are definitely going to be good. And the Jets might even be good. Better get out now, and then I leave as just being the all-time owner of the AFC East. Yeah, but I feel like if he went to, like, the Raiders are a team always everyone's bringing up, it's like I'd rather go, I'd rather still be a Patriot in the AFC East versus the the Bills who may be a you know a back-to-back uh, year playoff team or in the Jets and Dolphins are you know on the rise I guess versus the Chiefs who are just you know they won the Super Bowl or you know it's another division that's uh you know going Yeah but if you come up with but if you Colts. come up short in the Chiefs division at least you say well they're the reigning Super sure, Bowl champ but at least but those are a, those are a stone cold lock hard opponent to beat to me it would not shock me if the Pats still you know only lost uh let's say one or two games out of the AFC East I am ruling out the Raiders right now okay. that's not going to happen you, did you see Willie's reaction to that? I I mean, yeah, I yeah. don't I don't think Willie thinks that Tom is going anywhere though. Is that really your takeaway? I, I just again, I don't think it makes sense. All right, but th- I mean, I thought he was less. He seemed less sure he, just now than he was definitely three less, months ago. Definitely less sure. But I think everyone because it's been there hasn't been any leaks one way or the other. There hasn't been like, but there's been a lot of weird leaks too. Did anyone actually believe the Giants were in on Tom no. Brady? But I will say, I don't feel like whoever does get Tom Brady, if, you, if you're the Chargers, this idea of let's do two things at one time, let's serve two masters, let's bring in the GOAT, and also groom his successor, whether it's Justin Herbert or otherwise, that makes no sense. If you're the Chargers and you sign Tom Brady, you draft a piece to help Tom Brady. You draft an offensive lineman. Without a doubt. Becton, right? right. That's the, the pick. Yeah. Or to somebody like that. O-line, I mean, the the Sanu trade didn't work out the way they wanted to. Maybe you go take another receiver. Something no, I'm talking about lines. the Chargers. I, oh, sorry. Yeah, but I'm saying, yes, the the, the Chargers need to pick up. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, they well, they may lose uh, Melvin Gordon. They may go running back. I mean, they they have holes as well. That's that's my point ultimately about the, the Patriots, that they have, to me, out of the other teams you can go to, the least amount of holes, the best staff in place, and the easiest division. The other one is, too. The one that sounds the weirdest to me of them all is Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay, um, before you were alive, they came into existence, but my brain, they still seem like a, uh, a new team to me Mm -hmm. that they still resonate on that level to me. Cause my earliest football memories include like Tampa Bay, finally good after all these years. They'd only been in the league for five years at that point, but people were like, finally, the long-suffering Bucks fans have a winner as they made the playoffs and Doug Williams and the Cream Sickles and all that, um, and they did well. It just sounds weird, and I legitimately think part of it in my brain has to do with the bad uniforms and the pirate ship in the end zone, and that seems somehow undignified to me for Tom Brady to go and play in that situation. But if you remove all that, if they had simple uniforms and, uh, and all that sort of thing from a football perspective with, I mean, just the pass catchers they have. And then Bruce Arians who gets the best out of every quarterback who he's ever coached. That 
makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, Arians has been pretty vocal about getting a uh, replacement in for uh, for Jameis. Their defense is really good last year. They have you know two great uh, receivers. They drafted a tight end you know way too early that uh, everyone thought could be a weapon. So it would make sense for Tom Brady to have a team like that. It's actually almost like a uh, similar situation to. Uh, what the Patriots used to be, uh, you know, a team with weapons, good defense. But, you know, I, I don't I, I just can't I don't imagine it. And also, I always talk about the action and reaction that you get within the division when one team is doing something, then another team when, you know, five years ago, six years ago, when Aaron Rodgers was tormenting the rest of the NFC North, you saw the other teams in the division start to build their defenses specifically to stop uh, Aaron Rodgers. I wonder if Tom Brady announced in three weeks. Yeah, I'm going to Tampa. If Carolina would be like, ah, forget it. Let's not bring Cam back then. Just rebuild it because we're not going to win the division anyway. And then you have old man Drew Brees. And then you have the Falcons who are intriguing, but certainly not a lock to rebound fully in 2020. That's a good situation. I'm looking at it from that perspective because Tom Brady doesn't want to get embarrassed. He doesn't want to Get, go somewhere and go eight and eight. He wants to win the division and make a Super Bowl run. I think the only team that he could go to without having any flack is if he goes to San Francisco because he could say it's a homecoming and he wants to end his career playing at, in the place where. But he then grew he's up. got to be perceived as having pushed out Jimmy G, which and he'll get a bad guy stink on him for doing that. Right, which is why nothing else makes sense. There's no way Tom Brady, who is now a brand, could be like, well, I think going to Tampa Bay is a move. And he, there's no, I'm trying to think of in terms of his his reasoning. You can't say why it's smart to leave New England for Tampa Bay. You can't say why it's smart to leave New England for whether it was Vegas or if it's Los Angeles or if it's Indianapolis. To me, there's just no team that makes sense in terms of a PR move besides San Francisco. That ah, but for, if, you want, uh, if you want publicity for something, if you're, say, the owner... Uh, or if there's a, a business, a burgeoning business that bears your name, then you might be incented to move to Southern California, especially if that is a um, a holistic rehab type center like TB12 is. If you land that, where's the epicenter of um, that 21st century sort of doctrine more than Southern California is in these United States? That makes a lot of sense. Tom Brady takes his brand to Southern California that makes a lot of sense to me. If he is okay with going eight and eight and having a mediocre eight season. and eight, you think he goes eight and eight with the Chargers? I wouldn't be. Uh, I, Are you crazy? I I do not think that's a good team with him there at all. Wait a minute. Well, that's a great one to leave on. Then we'll debate that uh, later in the week. There's just no. There's, put a pin in that one. Put him I'm going to talk about that put him later. The Bucks. I think he'd be great in the Bucks or the Colts. But I, I mean, I don't see the. Well, I, they've already said the Colts have already. Sure, said and that's out. fine. But in terms of like teams that that have been rumored, those make more sense in terms of football and winning games. I what think. are you talking about? If they franchise tag Hunter Henry, what are you talking? I mean, that that's the best trio of pass catchers off the top of my head. I think that you could throw out in football. I maybe just the, the I just don't trust the Chargers. Maybe I don't. You know, everyone had them very very high last year, and they fell apart. And Tom Tom was okay last year. He wasn't. You know, obviously not Brady of old, but uh, I don't know. I, Man, I, I don't know. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry. I'm sure people will uh, let me know that I'm crazy to say that. I'm obviously I must be forgetting somebody out there. I guess Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. If he goes back, would be a superior. Anyway, you get my point. That's a, I think that uh, on offense, if they can address the offensive line a little bit, I don't know, man. You need to get a left tackle, but there are several 
good options, apparently, according to Daniel Jeremiah coming out of Indianapolis. All right, that's it. Let's we'll continue to debate that um, later in the week. In the meantime, though, um, Eddie Spaghetti, good stuff from you. Number 55, Willie McGinnis, always insightful, always delightful and always good smelling, like I said at the top of the show. And hopefully we'll get him back sooner rather than later. Spaghetti, stay on that. Hold him to it. Offseason is here after all, and the offseason is Damashek season. So with that being said, we'll keep it with you a little later in the week. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.